Hello everyone, at this new episode from Hadith Tech. At this episode, we are welcoming Cynthia from GitHub Social Impact team uh, to talk about her experience at Social Impact and her uh, usual, our personal experience. So welcome, Cynthia. Thank you so much, excited to be here. I'm excited to host you as well. So to start this conversation, we would like to know a little bit about you and the work that you are doing. Absolutely. So I'm Cynthia. I lead the Skillspace volunteering program at GitHub um, on the social impact team. Um, and within the Skillspace volunteering program, we fall under the tech for social good portfolio of programs. Um, my background has been in human rights and project management, as well as process improvement, working in the social sector, as well as in the private sector. That's really awesome. I would like to um... To know like how did you move from the let's say social sector to work with the social sector in technology or in a tech company absolutely um so as i mentioned my background has been in a little bit of both um i have worked in the private sector working in internal projects as well as working on internal process improvements for a wide range of different companies from startups to financial institutions to energy companies um but for, um, throughout my whole career, I've always worked um, on sitting on boards, working directly with nonprofits, creating strategic goals and plans for them. And then um, after my grad school in human rights, um, that really translated into me really wanting to focus more of my energy um, on social sector organizations and being able to connect the gap between private sector and social sector, that there doesn't need to be really one or the other um, any organization that is out there can have a human rights um, framework or point of view. And that's really what led me to GitHub. Um, GitHub had was looking for someone to help start up their skills with volunteering program to connect GitHub staff with social sector organizations to work on um, technical projects or strategic projects. And these projects are usually longer term in nature um, and I put together a project team um, with a project lead to really focus very specifically on um, a project that can help the organization um, especially if they don't have the resources to, to do so. That's really interesting so since you are connecting the social sector and the private sector uh, what kind of let's say benefits you find uh, when you are connected to the sectors together? Um, I would say being able to connect the two is providing um, not just resources on terms of engineers, um, providing capacity for um, the social sector to be able to achieve, for instance, a project that they've always wanted to do, but they weren't able to get buy-in because they didn't have enough resources. Um, for example, one project that we worked on um, was with a small nonprofit um, within the US, they wanted to build a game to help teach an indigenous language that was endangered, but they did not have the technical skills or the resources to be able to do so. And that's where GitHub came in to be able to put a team together um, and build a game that they can teach kids an indigenous language called Zapotec. Um, and then in terms of the um, engineers at GitHub, this is also a way for them to learn a little bit more on how to build tech um, for humanitarian rights or within the social sector and the differences that occur um, when we try to build something that will be used for people, uh, for example, 
for humanitarian workers in the field, there are some other considerations to, to keep in mind um, when building this type of tech. So they get to learn something different as well and hopefully inspire more engineers to work within the social sector. That's really interesting. From this story, like I think uh, those kind of engineers who are working with the social uh, sector, they have like kind of, let's say, uh, new innovative ideas or new ideas that they kind of bring to their work as well. Uh, how do you think about that? Or do you ha have you done any uh, research or let's say a project about that as well? Like how this kind of social sector work impact the normal company as well, the private company? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we haven't done any extensive research on that. We've been focusing a lot of our research right now on um, research that Malakumar has is leading um, at GitHub with open source within the social sector. Um, and we do see some of that where there are individuals that work within open source for the social sector, but they may not do that full time. They may have a project or they may be students wanting to learn a little bit more about open source and they decide to spend their project time on social sector initiatives or projects with digital public goods um, types of initiatives. So we do see that. And I think um, these there are some opportunities for individuals who want to learn or um, focus on improving certain skill sets or learning different language, um, picking up projects that are related to social sector and then being able to bring that into their resume or their CV, for instance. That's really interesting. As for that, since we are talking about uh, GitHub, so I would like to have like some kind of, uh, let's say, uh, where GitHub social impact team are working right now, what kind of projects they are working and what kind of areas they are trying to touch? Absolutely. So right now we are working on a wide range of initiatives. So the social impact team as a whole, um, we hit both internal as well as external initiatives. So internally, the social impact team focuses on the employees, finding different opportunities for them to work or um, places where they are interested in donating some of their time um, too, and then also working on diversity inclusion initiatives. Um, and then for the Tech for Social Good initiatives, we work in research as well as in skills and volunteering, as well as activating developers. So with those three main pillars, um, we have a wide range of programs under that. With research, as I mentioned, taking a look at open source within the social sector, and then taking a look at standardized metrics. This is a new set of work that we've been working on, taking a look at how GitHub data, um, which there are currently third party different data sets out there, how we can then provide um, additional metrics for international development policy, as um, well as other researchers, giving them more tools to be able to move forward their research. Um, and that has been a lot of fun. We're hoping to be able to publish that soon. Um, and then with skills is volunteering, as I mentioned, this is um, one area where we're hoping to expand that as well and the types of research um, and projects that we do. Having, uh, working with, for instance, more larger international development organizations like the United Nations agencies and being able to pull together um, more project teams. I'm hoping to be able to do that soon too. That's really awesome. So I would like to, uh, let's say, no, talk a little bit about the research work that you are having right now. So like, uh, since you are providing new metrics for people, uh, how can, how are you meeting with, how are you choosing the researchers to work with and how are you developing the work there? Let's say, what is the result that you are looking for? 
Absolutely. So with our standardized metrics research, um, we've worked with an external um, research consultant, um, Tattle. Uh, they are located in India and they've done um, a wide range of research before. So we focused on taking a look at what currently exists out there, how GitHub data previously has been used within academia. And um, we then broke that down into a series of uh, research questions, talking to international development um, agencies, talking to people who work in policy, as well as um, existing academics um, who are interested in creating metrics. So being able to understand where their needs are, what they're looking for, and why they turn to GitHub to be able to understand as um, for instance, using GitHub as indicators for um, other uh, metrics that are out there. For example, with um, uh, digital readiness for a country, um, being able to understand um, the how strong the developer ecosystem is, uh, especially within open source in a country, and the ripple effects of that. Um, this has been something that we've wanted to do for a while, and uh, we've had different asks from different organizations asking for GitHub data to be able to do research, and this is um, why we started uh, this research project. Um, just to add to that, we've also helped um, United Nations Development Program on another data tool. Um, we helped them through skills of volunteering. We helped build a data pipeline with a number of public data sets that they've had and then cleaned that up and then created a dashboard of data visualization, um, the digital development compass for other countries to be able to see where they currently stand in terms of a number of pillars, um, one of them being digital readiness. Um, and we and showcase um, how confident we are based on the data sets that we have. Um, so we're really excited to showcase that and that is currently live. That's really awesome. So for the um, research that you are doing, uh, like I think there will be some kind of academics who are listening to us right now. So how can they reach out to you to like connect with you about this kind of projects? Or do you have a website there where they can go for that? Absolutely. So we do have a website with um, GitHub Social Impact, we have our insights page where we post our research reports, our case studies on the projects that we've done. I can add that link in here as well, and people can reach out to myself um, if they have any questions. Um, I'm always happy to talk about the projects that we do. That's really awesome. As for activating the people, I would like to ask about that. So since you are having a staff in the GitHub where they are having a skill set that enough for people, do you have some kind of volunteering where you are teaching people outside GitHub as well, or you are just like collaborating with projects? That's a good question. So currently we are focusing on the GitHub staff and then connecting them to the social sector. Um, in terms of our new program with develop, uh, activating developers, that is something new that we're just starting out and we're looking at what's the best way to really provide tools and resources for developers who are interested in working in um, the social sector or providing support there. We're focusing first on the Digital Public Goods Alliance. So a little bit of background about the Digital Public Goods for anybody who's not as familiar. Um, the Digital Public Goods Alliance is a multidisciplinary um, alliance with a number of agencies from, uh, I believe, UNICEF, governments, different governments, um, like the Norwegian government, um, uh, 
uh, Sierra governments of Sierra Leone and other uh, development agencies to work together to essentially provide um, a list, a certified list of open source projects that provide a public good. So they have a running list and they audit that list regularly. A lot of these projects are hosted on GitHub. So we're looking for different ways to be able to increase discoverability of these projects. Um, they also not only focus on a public good, but also digital public infrastructure and, and be able to showcase them. Any developers who are interested in getting involved, here is a project that we know for sure it's been certified as a digital public good. And this is how you can help um, these organizations out. Uh, we partnered with DigitalOcean uh, for Hacktoberfest this month in October on a number of different projects so uh, individuals can find certain projects that they're interested in that are a digital public good and um, we do hope to continue to work with digital public good alliance to be able to provide more support on discoverability that's really awesome as for this kind of project like how can developers contribute to them like uh, do they have some kind of open issues or open like let's say a list of to-do lists where they can contribute directly absolutely so um these repos that are on GitHub, they have a list of issues that clearly list which one's a good issue, um, which one is, for instance, um, for Hacktoberfest, there are labels on there. Um, and additionally, if there are any other organizations out there that are interested in getting involved, they can also contact me and we can work with them directly to provide any support or resources they need um, when looking to be able to connect with developers. Um, just to add to that, there's also a lot of different opportunities within the United Nations. The um, UN Secretariat, they run, um, they're looking to run regular um, also hackathons um, specifically for the sustainable development goals. So these are also organizations, open source organizations that have projects and they're looking for developers to help them out. And they're running regular month, um, I believe every few months, hackathons that people can get involved with. So there's a lot of different resources out there who want to get involved within the social sector, um, reach out to me or take a look at our GitHub Social Impact Insights page for a lot more different events that occur. That's really awesome. As for working in the social sector, sometimes like uh, I will talk about from my personal experience uh, as an engineer, I feel like more satisfied when I touch people or I see the work that we are doing in uh, having an impact in people and making their life better. Uh, I would like to ask you, how does it feel for you? Um, I think for me, this is the one thing I feel extremely lucky to be able to have this opportunity to do so, being able to um, really showcase that there doesn't need to be a big divide between social sector versus private sector, that just because an individual is works in one sector doesn't mean they can't cross over for specifically for the private sector, there are lots of opportunities to be able to um, help move the sustainable development goals forward. There's a lot of opportunities there that that's possible just because an organization, of course, has certain goals. But there's are ways to be able to incorporate um, different goals together. Um, so that's one thing I, I've always wanted to do and be able to find this opportunity um, is always really exciting. That's really interesting. As for like uh, the opportunities that we have here in those two sectors, uh, as for me, I see like when those two sectors merge together, you have like a huge impact that you can do together uh, rather than just like going with one hand. You have two hands that you can clap with them. Yeah. Uh, um, sorry, yes. Yeah, you can go. 
Oh, no, sorry, please. I was just going to ask, um, could you clarify a little bit on the question? Yeah, um, I want to like, uh, ask about, uh, you have once done a, uh, a research project. I think I remember I read it about uh, when you mentioned that there's developers and there is the social sector people or the users of those kind of open source projects and there is the sponsors for those kind of projects. So uh, you mentioned at that report, like when you merge all of those together and they can be work together, they have a great impact. Uh, can you like talk a little bit about that research that you have done? Yeah, absolutely. So this is um, more molecular research within, I believe, open, open source within the social sector. And yeah. there's a part two of that research out right now, um, focusing on specific countries. So that is available also on our GitHub Insights page. Um, this has been a focus on taking a look specifically within each country. So we focused on um, Kenya, Mexico, Egypt, um, I believe one more uh, country, but those are the main countries that we focused on. And then taking a look at drilling down open source within the social sector there on the motivations that people had, um, different focuses on why certain developers wanted to focus um, within open source in the social sector and what are the challenges that occur. So again, that was um, India, Kenya, Egypt, and Mexico. So that report um, and the key findings is something that we, we also want to share out as well, being able to, to see that the motivations, of course, is different based on either um, certain cultural requirements or um, different um, motivations that individuals have, being able to work on their CV, of course, the challenges that they have with funding, being able to have different sources of funding, and of course, um, being able to encourage more developers to work in open source and um, understanding a little bit more on each sector um, within the country. I think that's there's a lot of research more that we can do. I'd love to do more in different countries as well. That's awesome. Uh, like, why did you uh, focus on those countries exactly when you did this kind of research? Yeah, that is a great question. So this uh, research startup was actually a part two, um, building off on a previous research that was done by Malik Kumar on open source software in the social sector. Um, but that those covered the tools that were conceived and driven in high income countries. Um, and so we decided to pivot more on low and middle income countries instead. And that research was in partnership with OPI Digital Solutions, taking a look at um, the four low and middle income countries. And those ones um, were highlighted because of the developer community that exists there. Um, some of the key themes that came out of that was really fascinating. For instance, taking a look at the community drivers, um, the influencers within those communities, um, how OSS in high education and non-traditional education um, background, um, developers in those backgrounds and how they came into open source um, and then taking a look at, of course, the sustainability and finance of open source projects and um, different investments and the sustainability of that. Um, so that one has been interesting in those different countries because they came from um, there. We were able to really compare a little bit more on each one. That's really awesome. As since you are talking about this kind of countries, I would like to, uh, let's say, focus a little bit about the MENA region. So how do you see the open source, let's say, uh, ecosystem in the MENA region right now? And how do you see it in the future? What can we do for that? I think there's a lot of different opportunities out there, um, starting, of course, with education and skilling um, and also being able to 
increased discoverability of the opportunities that are out there. I think um, at the core of it is being able to showcase that um, for open source developers, there is a route to employability within open source that um, a lot of times it's not just a project that happens on side. These are things that can lead to employment, being able to add these projects on a CV, for instance, and learning about how certain open source projects can um, lead to a full-time job, for instance. I think that's one thing that is always very interesting that it's not just um, one project that you can just add on the side and it's done. It can be a continuous uh, opportunity and being able to then on the flip side show um, either tech companies or to the social sector that individuals that work on open source projects, um, they are developing a really strong skill set um, and to not just encourage people to add them on their CV, but also for organizations to take a look at the CVs that have these projects and understand that uh, individuals are developing certain skill sets that um, other people might not have. Um, so that has been really interesting. And then also to um, take a look on the policy side that a lot more funding is needed for open source um, and that how that funding can be set up that it's sustainable um, in the long run. That's not just a one-time grant, for instance, that um, more support is needed um, either through policy on governments to be able to use open source, but understand how open source um, can build tools uh, for the public good. That's really awesome. Uh, since you are talking about the funding, I think this is kind of like uh, one of the largest issues that social sector usually face when they are trying to do any work in high technology. Uh, how do you see that the funding of like open source can be sustainable for people or how can they make it sustainable for them? Uh, that's a great question. So that is a big <laughs> challenge. I think we lost your uh, sound. Where is my side? Uh, yeah, I think we lost your sound right now. It's totally fine. You are muted. How's this? Yeah, it's working right now. No, we are not listening. We, I cannot listen to you. <laughs> okay. Okay, how's this? It, yeah, I can listen to you. <laughs> okay, is this good? Okay. Sorry Yeah, it's that. good. That's totally fine. Okay. It's always like, you know, this. you have this kind of issues when you are doing something like... In the previous episode, like, I lost my internet connection when I was talking with the guest. Oh, no. Yeah, that's always really tough, but oh, hopefully this will be yeah. okay. Um, I took yeah, off my headphones. So let me know if you can hear me. Um, yeah, I can hear you right now. I can switch. Um, but, oh, yeah, you asked a really good question about funding and what are the different ways. I think um, there are many different ways. I think the, the top three um, focus areas for funding within open source, I think um, will need to come from either uh, organizations that want to support open source developers. For example, there's a GitHub sponsors um, that has an open um, available for, for corporations or individuals to provide um, sponsorship. 
for open source developers so they can continue doing what they're doing, as well as to organizations to continue to promote open source. And then of course, to governments and policymakers to understand um, how open source can then help um, certain government projects that are out there. Um, those I think are the main ways and where the funding come from comes from needs to be sustainable in the sense that it needs to continue rather just not a one-time grant or one-time donation that occurs. Um, that is one of the reasons why we set up, for instance, Skills is volunteering the way it is. It's a long-term partnership, not a one-time, one-month type of project. These are ongoing projects that occur. They may take a little longer as a result, but we do so so that these projects that we create can be sustainable in the long run. We roll on and roll off different um, GitHub engineers um, so more people understand how it works. And then, of course, when we hand off that final product that we might create, it's something that the organization hopefully can continue as well. We're able to provide the resources, any documentation and training that is needed. I think that is key for the sustainability of um, any initiative. Um, I think there are lots of things that can be done, but of course, funding is, is a big one, being able to have continuous regular funding. Yeah, that's totally understandable. As for that, when you talked about the skill set, um, let's say, how do you, do you have like in GitHub any way where you can like uh, produce or provide content for people to use to teach or let's say empower the employer that they have at their social sector or, or their social uh, non-government organization? Uh, yes, that's also um, one thing that I really want to focus even more energy on is being able to create um, training sessions or resources for individuals that work within the social sector. So that is part of skills-based volunteering as well, where we help develop workshops on how to use open source within your organization and how um, it's different from maybe other initiatives that other open source initiatives that an organization has. Um, I also want to plug in um, other work that the um, Tech for Social Good Malakumar's um, program has with the World Health Organization being able to create an OSPO, um, which was a lot, a lot of work, a long time coming and being able to encourage OSPOs to be created uh, within the social sector. Um, that's one thing that um, I'm hoping more organizations will also have and this way they have their own internal um, standing OSPO, they have somebody who leads that program and understands what open source means within the agencies or organizations. Um, and there are other resources out there, such as um, there is the Merle Center, which is a monitoring and evaluation resource and learning center um, for social sector um, uh, uh, M&E, monitoring and evaluation practitioners, to be able to share resources and learnings on there. So there's a lot of different communities that can be started out from that where we can share resources. Um, I think that's one thing I really wanna encourage that it's not just one organization that puts out resources, it's a community that can we can really showcase what we've learned with each other. That's really awesome. As for the community, I like, I get curious about, uh, let's say, since it's a community in, uh, as, in an NGO, how can they like discover this kind of community? Do they need to have like an engineer or do they have need need to have an optimal number of uh, engineer or STEM workers to work with them so they can uh, get to know this kind of stuff or discover it. That is a really big challenge because a lot of times with <laughs> smaller NGOs, a lot of times they don't have um, a large um, technical capacity or there might be one person who manages 
everything um, yeah. and it's really hard or they may be um, contractors who are only available for a couple days a week and they're not there for long term so that is one of the challenges which is uh, rooted as well to funding uh, on that so being able to showcase why it's important to be able to have more funding for um, technical capacity with an organization that is really important um, I think in terms of finding a community these are things that um, are discovered a lot of times through conferences um, in-person um, chats that uh, within people within the sector talk to each other and they find out so a lot of times it's been a little bit slow to discover um, how open source uh, within the social sector can support each other but a lot of times it's within that one community Community, people talk to each other at conferences that has been helpful and hopefully with more conferences opening up there will be more of that um, but that is um, one small gap as well that being able to increase discoverability such as with the digital public goods alliance um, one thing we want to work on is making it really easy for people to find resources that's really awesome as for the conferences like uh, I think that we at github there is a github uh, universe conference in like 15 days or something like that so yes, to be yes, awesome that, to attend it <laughs> yeah there there is a github conference called github universe um and if anybody else is interested in social social conferences of course there is um a, a lot of different human rights council um with united nations human rights um initiatives with um, RightsCon, for example, which is focused specifically within tech and human rights. And then there's um, a large, of course, a different number of UN agencies that have their um, council meetings as well. Take a look at those. Um, a lot of um, resources are created out of that. I also do want to highlight RightsCon is also a great one that is I believe will be hybrid this year um, for 2023, um, next year. Uh, and that is an opportunity for individuals to learn a little bit more at the intersection of um, tech companies as well as human rights and social sector organizations that work with those companies. That's really awesome. As for, uh, based on your research, like, uh, and the social companies, or let's say the NGOs that you are working with, uh, what is the impact that they had when they started to, let's say, use open source tools or uh, get engaged with the open source community? I think um, that's a good question in terms of the impact, being able to measure that. That's one thing that um, I'd love to do more research on as well. I think being able to see that um, the opportunities that are out there, that it's more than just saying, okay, now this organization or this repo is public now and open. It's open source. It's There's a lot more to that being able to manage that community. It's it's a lot more work as well for maintainers to be able to manage that and understanding that, yes, there could be more work um, and it needs to be an ongoing um, initiative for community managers or maintainers to do. Um, it's more than just creating a repo that is public and open, that there needs to be um, ongoing support for any of the contributors. For example, small little things to be able to um, respond to a PR or any questions that come up to continuously engage individuals that work um, with your organization. I think that one is a big one that um, some organizations realize afterwards that there needs to be a lot of ongoing support. I'm sure maintainers already know that, um, but that is an ongoing thing that potentially community managers can take on. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're, let's say, uh, 
the management of the community, the open source community would be much harder for them than starting it. Um, I think it's more in the fact that it's ongoing, that it needs to be continuous, that it doesn't stop. Um, so being yeah. able to find somebody who is really excited about doing that continuously and understands how social sector needs um, occur and what they are, and then also on the technical side as well. So having both skill sets is one thing um, I do hope to be able to encourage more social sector uh, people uh, to work. Um, in open source, um, there are, of course, a huge community of that out there and um, hoping to have more people join that community as well. That would be awesome to have like a great community of people where they are working all in one goal or let's say uh, for mm -hmm. one mission that they have. Uh, I just remember when you are talking about the impact or the company that they are using social uh, open source. There is a municipality here in Turkey when they move to open source, they uh, have empowered their uh, employer much better with the work that they are doing. And they have saved, like, I think a lot of uh, finance or money uh, on spending on the open source project uh, product that they used to buy. Uh, based on that, like, I would like to ask you more focused uh, on the, since you are working, worked in Egypt, research before and i would like to know uh, how to empower people there or let's say uh, what is missing there in egypt in the ecosystem uh for in the open source ecosystem that is um a good question i think in terms of with egypt i think there's an opportunity specifically with startups um uh having more either open source consumption being shaped by startups um for example, we did see a number of community drivers in the report. We found a Facebook group, Egyptian Geeks, um, with nearly 70,000 members um, and a lot of different influencers and being able to have more of that. I think one of the challenges that does come out, though, um, although there's a lot of big communities um, that focus on, for example, um, they create a lot of content and they create devices, I'm sorry, they create um, open source tools that are fully supported in Arabic. Um, there is uh, a challenge of brain drain that occurs where individuals will leave the country. Um, and it's a, a, oftentimes a bit of a challenge to be able to main that, maintain that community and keep that going um, and encourage more people to work in open source and stay as well. I think that's one of the challenges that occurs, but there, there's a, a lot out there. I think um, that's in, in the research, that's one of the things that we did find. And um, there is no perfect solution, but there is a lot of different healthcare activities that occur, different startups that try to build open source um, as well as work on digital public goods, creating digital public goods within Egypt. That's really awesome. As for the people that they are leaving, I just like know a lot of people who start work in the MENA region. And let's say I will talk about juniors first. They have kind of uh, struggles to find like Arabic content related to technology, technical uh, stuff. So they usually go with the English. They need to learn English first, then they move there. Or uh, in terms of, let's say, seniors, they are feeling unsatisfied with the work that they are doing there. They just like, try to leave the country to find like a much, uh, much higher salary outside that's yes yeah definitely so i think that is one of the challenges um that the different ministries i think um also on the policy side uh, digital egypt initiative with the ministry of ict um also has multiple 
uh, projects have used and produced open source. So hopefully there could be more of that that comes out as well. I think that could be really interesting and hopefully encourage more people to, to stay within the country and um, that there won't be an issue of drain. Yeah, that would be awesome. As for uh, the mineral region, have you thought like to work or worked with other countries rather than Egypt, like uh, in the mineral region or in the Arabic country? Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's a lot of research that can be done. Um, I think um, this second uh, research project has just concluded. Um, I think whether we want to continue on a third, a third phase of the project, um, uh, there is also a lot of opportunity out there in different countries to take a look. Uh, it would be great to be able to um, be on the ground uh, with the people who work with an open source within the social sector to do that type of research. There's a lot of opportunities. We haven't chosen um, a next set um, or we haven't made any decisions yet at this time as we had just published this most recent research report. That's awesome. Hopefully we still having like more research in the mineral region to see like what kind of challenges or let's say uh, what kind of solutions we can do here. Uh, as for this conversation, I would like to uh, ask if you would like to, let's say, uh, close this with, with a sentence or with a message that you want to send or uh, deliver to the audience. Uh, yeah, I think for um, the audience members that are listening, anybody working with it, open source within the social sector, take a look at the Digital Public Goods Alliance. Um, see if your project would qualify. This is a great way for you to get more um, funding or more eyes on your projects, more initiatives, because this is a good way to certify that your organization, your project, is a digital public good and it's certified this way and supports the sustainable development goals. Um, I think that's um, a really great way for individuals who really want to have that badge, for instance, on their project. Um, so that's one thing I really want to shout out and also the great work that the Digital Public Good Alliance has done. That's really awesome. Uh, we really enjoyed that conversation today and knowing about the social impact team at GitHub and what kind of work that you are doing at the social sector. We really appreciate your time and hopefully for the audience, we will see you again in another episode later in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again for joining. So have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Take care.